0: Hey, Topsters. I don't know if you've heard, but the Travel Agent Podcast is going on tour and we want to take you with us. So if you are interested in having a new type of experience to gain the knowledge and and expertise that you need to truly convey what it is that these beautiful, amazing destinations have to offer to your specific clients, definitely go to thetravelagentpodcast.com Backslash fam trips. We have one trip that's up and there are three more that are on its way. So if you are interested in Thailand or Egypt or South Africa or several other destinations, don't be afraid to let me know that that's where you want to go so that I can really curate this in a way that's most beneficial for you. We have an opportunity to truly impact the world and bring people to places and experiences that they've never even thought about. So If you are interested in doing that with me and really bringing amazing content to the interwebs and to your clients, uh, definitely go to the website and I look forward to traveling with you. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. This show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Travel Agent Podcast the guests that we have been having on have been amazing and it's not going to stop. So I'm going to let him introduce himself.
1: So my name is Atit. I am the president and owner of Indian Destination Wedding, along with a couple other brands that we'll talk about this uh, during this podcast. But uh, that is what we're going to be talking about today.
0: Awesome. So the first question always is, how did you get started?
1: Great question. So I've actually been, uh, you know, as you can tell by the name, uh, in Indian Destination Wedding, we do specialize in destination weddings with people of Indian descent, uh, pref- primarily in Mexico and the Caribbean. Now, I've actually been doing Indian de- Indian weddings since 1996. I started an entertainment company uh, back in 1996 called Planet DJ Productions that, again, specialized in weddings for Indians, uh, South Asians, uh, and a lot of fusion weddings. So that's been going for 25 years, still strong, still going, and it is one of the largest entertainment companies in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So I decided to diversify and decided, hey, I already have the ears of my couples. You know, I'm taking care of their events. I'm providing DJ sound, lighting, um, musicians, singers, dancers. So they're getting get married with us, but they're going to have to go on a honeymoon at some point. So why not diversify? So I first started just by adding in the ability to uh, offer honeymoons. So I actually had a travel agent back then and I decided to pitch the idea to him and I joined him. He was my host company for the first four or five years of of me being a travel agent. Uh, And I learned from him and learned from the company, was part of an agency and started offering honeymoons. I quickly realized within the first year of becoming a travel agent on the side, I immediately got uh, six to ten destination weddings in my first year. So I found out that that's really where the market is and people really appreciated my experience, my knowledge of weddings because I'm not just bringing the travel aspect, I'm bringing the aspect of production. I'm bringing the aspect of how entertainment will work, how flowers and decor will work because I also have wedding planners on staff. So from that, I decided to uh, create Indian Destination Wedding.
0: That's such a great story because I think so many people don't realize like you have a network. Right. And if you just kind of tap into the network that you already have, uh, magic can happen. And that's it sounds like that's what happened for you. So tell us, like, in the very beginning um, of starting the travel agency, what is something that you wish you would have known uh, that, you know, now that you wish you would have known uh, in the very beginning?
1: Yeah, I would probably say two things. One, as a joke. I thought it would be really easy to get started in the travel world by first pitching your idea, or at least, you know, kind of marketing yourself to family and friends. I can count on my one hand, how many family members have booked with me. Uh, I wish it'd be more, but it really, it's not the reality, at least not in my culture. Uh, And I'm clearly Indian. So I decided to go the other route and I didn't realize how important social media was. So social media, you know, I, I, I own other companies, I have other companies. So I know how important a good website is, how good social media presence is, and how good uh, search engine optimization, SEO, and all that good analytics is. Um, What I didn't realize was I was creating a social media brand that was very corporate, had a lot of information, had a lot of uh, presence and content as it relates to my couples and the services, but people were looking for a personal touch. So one thing I learned from a lot of uh, social media people is you know, that I've been learning from Nikita Brown being one of them, um, I, I actually have my own social media person that you've got to put yourself into it. So you know if I attended the weddings, I would take a picture with the, with the couples and people want to see my face. People want to see who are they working with versus just a bunch of actual content, which is good content, but they want to see who they're working with. So getting involved more in my social media where I'm actually doing room tours, resort tours, and I'm the face of the post is a huge thing and i think it's helped me tenfold
0: uh you brought up two things that i definitely want to dive a little bit more into the sure. first thing is seo and the second thing is being the face um nikita is amazing i love her yes and we recently had a, a conversation on clubhouse and i have also struggled with being the face mm-hmm. um, you can see the background now like my face is nowhere so my name's really tiny at yeah. the bottom yeah so just It it, it is a difficult thing to kind of jump into. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I I think it's absolutely necessary. The more I show my face, um, the more downloads and the more people know the brand. So I think that's a great point. Secondly, like the SEO, do you have someone who kind of does that for you? Or did you kind of start that yourself? How did you kind of get into making sure that you were optimizing your
1: SEO? Sure. So I'm going to jump back to the first one. And, you know, my, my website, when I first created it, was very corporate, meaning it had all the content that and, and information that, that my prospective clients were looking for, but it didn't have a sense of personalization. So I also added pages on our website that gave our story, our company story, and then my personal story of my background, right? Um, that helped a lot. My picture's there, my background's there, my, my whole history of how I became what I am. My, my true passion is travel and music. And I own a company in travel and music. I love what I do. Um, SEO, yes, I started it, um, but I have out since outsourced it to a company that I've that I've been working with for over twenty years. Um, I have a background in computer science; that's my first degree, and my second degree is actually an MBA. So I've actually learned a lot in my own world. But I, the reality is, you know, SEO keeps changing and keeps evolving. I don't have the time to keep up with it, nor do I have the time because I'm so busy with my couples that I want to give my couples the attention that they need require and really should get. So why not give SEO to something that you know someone who truly just all they do is SEO. Same with my social media. I have I've hired someone on my staff that is doing all my all my social media because there that's what they do day in day out. That's all they concentrate on. I want to concentrate on my clients.
0: So again you touched on something else so hiring. So I think that sometimes hiring can be kind of uh, intimidating because Uh, you know, being a small business and Mm -hmm. and bringing people on and being not only responsible for now their living, but also making sure that you're hiring the right person and firing the right people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, What has been your experience so far, um, you know, hiring staff?
1: Sure. Uh, It's a great question. So, you know, before I I started my own companies, I was in the corporate world and in the federal world for a long time. I worked for companies like Lockheed Martin, Dell, um, DLT Solutions, really large IT firms. Um, And I was a manager, I was a management, I was a director. So I was, I'm used to hiring and firing people. Um, I don't like firing people, but it's a necessary evil. Um, Even with Planet DJ Productions, when I started it back 25 years ago, it was two of us. Now I have 60 people working underneath me in just that one company. So it's grown right now, of course, I've hired people, I've fired people, but we have a pretty good staff. I think you have to go through the process of interviewing a lot of people. And you have to find out who's really, who's truly serious, who really wants to commit. That's the hardest part. Is there's times when you're going to hire somebody and they're going to be amazing and you're going to love them. You can't, you can't live without them. And then three months later, six months later, one year later, they've either moved on, they wanna, they wanna change what they want to do, or they've moved from the area and you don't want that position to be virtual. So it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a process. It's really a process to find the right people. But luckily, I've had people with me that have stuck by me. But my web team. Uh, they're actually in house, so they work for me. It's not like I, I, I don't outsource it. They work for me. Uh, they've been with me for uh, ten years or so. Uh, social media, ten years. Uh, SEO is outsourced, but I've used the same company for about twenty years. So it's just finding the right people, and then all my agents and admin staff have been with me for a long time as well.
0: So I'm gonna, and you know, how how do you how do you um, keep your staff happy? Because I think that's one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of people have a lot of turnover or like you said, Uh they'll stick with you for a couple months or even a year and then they kind of move on. But since you've had such um, tenure with the staff that you've hired, what do you think the secret is?
1: Uh, One of it, it has to be compensation, obviously, right? I mean, people want to get compensated for their time. So you have to look at, okay, if they're asking for a a high dollar amount, there's a reason they're doing it. They have the experience, they have the knowledge and they can get that same price somewhere else. Then you have to look at the the ratio is when you're paying them this much, how much time does that save you? And how much time is, how much is that worth to you? So compensation is definitely huge. Keeping them motivated and interested in the job is second. If they're truly not in it for the passion of the job or for the job itself, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. You can throw them, you can throw $100,000 at them. They're the wrong person. They have to have a passion for what they do. If they're just doing it for the dollar or, or just doing it to be a job, they're the wrong person. And you should have been able to ask some questions in the beginning in the interview process where they should have been weeded out. So, I, try, I have my interview process is really rigorous now, where in the beginning, you know, I was learning. So, I hired people, they came on board, they did a couple of jobs and then they left. Now, it's to the point where I've made my interview process multi rounds, it's rigorous. I go from, you know, 50 candidates down to 10, down to two down to one. So it it does really, you know, kind of weed out the people who are just looking for that next dollar. I don't want that. I want someone who will truly give a customer focused kind of, uh, you know, experience for my clients.
0: I love that so much. I'm going to change subject a little bit and ask sure. you about how, um, how COVID kind of affected you and how <laughs> right. Um, and how you were kind of, uh, if you pivoted or what you're doing to kind of Um, now I don't want to say post COVID during COVID to kind of bring your, to, to bring your business back to, to, to life.
1: Yeah. So in, in regards to the travel agency, yeah, COVID was detrimental. I I think it it kind of affected all of us, right? Anybody in the entertainment and hospitality industry was absolutely slaughtered. I mean, for lack of a better word, slaughtered. Uh, And both my companies happen to be in entertainment and in hospitality, So on the entertainment side, we pivoted a little differently, which isn't the topic of this conversation. In during COVID, uh, we didn't have anybody booked. I mean, our last wedding uh, in terms of a group was actually March of 2020, a week before they closed the borders. We did the last wedding in Mexico. Um, Since then, we haven't had a wedding. It took one full year. And our next next wedding was actually March of 2021. So one full year now. you know, I've been in sales and management for a long time. That I know that you know, even with with travel, you're not going to have a consistent paycheck. So you know, we did have we did we do up peaks and valleys. So I did find a way to save and and work on that. And then I worked on things that you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be booking for six to nine months. I knew that was going to happen. Um, families full of doctors. They were updating me as things were going on. So I was enhancing my website. I was updating my website, updating SEO, updating social media, changing my algorithms, um, making Business automation uh, decisions to make my life easier. Once we did come back, so while I wasn't able to fully pivot during COVID, uh, and even you know COVID is still around, but during 2020, I just increased and enhanced my business experience to make it easier for my clients to get a hold of me. Also, to make make the whole automation process better. So, but when business does come back, I'm ready.
0: And you just touched every single <laughs> every uh, single thing that we were talking about um during COVID and 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 how has those things helped you now like what like what is what what is your experience
1: oh my god it's made my life easy um automation is your best friend if you are tech savvy or you can get someone who is tech savvy to help you out my calendar has freed up I don't have to respond to a million emails I literally send the person a link as soon as they reach out to me and say hey great, you want to get in touch with me for destination weddings, and we would love to help you, blah, 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 blah. And then we send a link. That link is directly tied to my con- uh, to my calendar, and it can show them what days and times I'm available. They pick their day and time. As soon as they do that, it automatically opens up a form with all the questions that I, pr- I want answers to before they even sign up for that call. You know, simple things, name, number, email, when do they want to get married, where do they want to get married, what's their budget like, what's their headcount like, all this typical destination wedding stuff. So I'm already half prepared by the time the call happens. Then I've also put into uh, you know put into place uh, retainer agreements, structures um, and things like that so that you know once they're ready to move forward, hey, get this thing signed, we're done to go. I've built presentations, I've built templates. Um, it's really made my life a lot easier and I've added these links onto all of our websites as well so it makes things it makes it easy for people to get in, in touch with us. So how busy are you right now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm super overwhelmed. Um, I you know, I was working a couple of days a week before. Now I'm working seven days a week and evenings, and I can't even catch up. And on the weekends, I don't have calls. I, I actually stopped taking calls on Thursday and Friday because I need, I need time to catch up. I've had to hire two additional people just to take over my group business to handle operations. So while I'm closing weddings, I can't also be handling all the operations. I've actually ended up having hired two more people. I haven't I hired an agent out of Pennsylvania. I've got a hire. I've hired an agent in New York, hired an agent in DC, and then I hired two uh admins, two virtual admins as well. So it's it's going and I'm hiring two more. So super busy. I have at least 30 weddings between now and the end of the year. Um, and 30 seems like a small number, but when each wedding is between 75 and 150 rooms, not people, rooms. So you're looking at about 2 150 to 300 people each time. It's a lot of rooms to book. So it, it takes a lot of time to, and then multiply that by 30 weddings. So super busy but super blessed, super happy, super glad. Um you know, it's just the right way to turn around after that miserable 2020 year of covid.
0: I am so excited for you. That sounds amazing yeah. to be able to to go from nothing. Right. Yeah,
1: literally, literally, yeah. <laughs>
0: literally nothing to 30 yeah. weddings. Well, yeah. it been an amazing time with you. I look forward to following your journey and all the things that you are doing and all of your businesses. And so I hope to be able to you uh, soon see those things. Is there anything that's super duper exciting that you have happening uh, in your life or business that's coming up right now before um before we go?
1: As an agent, take advantage of all the things that are given to you, right? Like we get access access to all these grand openings and events. Uh, So I do have some grand openings coming up. I I attended a grand opening in February for the new Planet Hollywood Cancun. You know, kudos to them. Great resort. I'm attending a a grand opening in June for one of the Playa resorts uh, in in the Yucatan area. Can't wait to see that Playa del Carmen. So, you know, seeing properties is huge. I think uh, that's what you know, that, that was my plan in 2020. I literally had plans. I had, I think, 15 international trips on the books for that one year, uh, at least once or twice a month to go visit resorts to see other other destinations. Uh, and I did that in January of 2021, where I went to trips in Caicos and did resort tours, uh, you know, interviews with the wedding, uh, wedding planning staff that was on property. So I'm going to continue to do that. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing I have going on is just I'm, I'm making my way around different properties throughout the year, uh, just to do that those kinds of interviews and those kinds of tours. So that my guests can see.
0: Awesome. Absolute pleasure to interview. And oh, thank you. I look forward to just following your journey. Thank you so much.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.